what it is! How's it going, everybody? Today, we're gonna be talking about Hocus Pocus 2, the long-awaited sequel to the cult Halloween classic from our friends over at the House of Mouse. We're gonna be talking about all the things. We're gonna talk about witches, Salem, candles, of course, live performances, impromptu. It's gonna be a blast. And if you wanna hear what we have to say, sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to the first ones to die. Hey everyone, welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. My name is Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. It's a new week. It's October. Spooky season. Alex, how you doing? Good. Uh, I'm ready for spooky season. As uh, for the listeners, I have a little skeleton. He's hanging out behind me and also my potion bottle. He's going to hang out there too. I like how you can't can't do that on the desk. It's always on my desk. It it like illuminates and it's blue and it's one of my favorite things. Uh, But I'm good. I hung out with my sister today. Uh, So this, I've been trying, what I've been doing now is going on little hikes with her dogs or I'm trying to. But because it's been such bad weather with the smoke and everything, I haven't been able to go. Uh, I went with one of the dogs, which was nice, Winnie. She got a little hike with me. I was trying to take another dog, Starla, her husky, but it just kept going the smoke and the dog had something with its paw. So today I was like, I'm just going to go and take the dog to a little pet shop. I'm going to have her pick out a treat, you know, have a special day with my niece. Because, you know, I'm never getting nieces and nephews. I have to, I have to accept. Um, no. They, anyway. Uh, but as I was putting the harness on her, the other two dogs were, like, grabbing their leashes and whipping around. And my sister's like, oh, they look so sad. They want to go, too. And I'm like, I, this is supposed to be my special day with Starla. She's just like, but they want to go. So I ended up going with her and the three dogs to the pet shop. My intention was to go with one dog and get one treat. My ass left that pet shop with two treats for each of them and two (laughs) toys for each of them. And I was like, I spent like triple the money my intention was. But they got doggy ice cream. So I was like, oh, I was like, I got suckered. I got suckered so easily by those three dogs. But they I feel like that's what happens. That's what happens with with kids, with pets. You just yeah, you're just you can't like, oh, resist. I can do one thing, and then they're like, uh, in fairness, my sister, we got them dog ice cream, and my sister's like, oh, they got their treat, let's go. And I'm like, well, you know, let's walk them by the toys. If they want to see something and they want to pick something. <laughs> so I, it was my fault a little bit. It was, I did do it. But how's everybody's Elks week been? Jerome. Ah, uh, it's been, it's been good. Um, what did I do this week? Oh, I did go, uh, uh, went on a date, went and saw Smile. Uh, it's creepy. <laughs> it's a creepy Ooh, I movie. I thought for sure it was going to be, I thought it was going to be bad to be quite honest because it reminded me so much of Truth or Dare, like with the trailer. I was just like, this looks dumb. And then, but then I watched, like, because she wanted to watch it. So she was like, let's go watch Smile. I was like, okay. And I'm not going to lie, like that movie, it was surprisingly really good. It was uh, great with the tension. I wouldn't say the plot was like super strong, but I didn't need it to be. Like it was still pretty creepy. Um, 
And the smile thing, like, it doesn't it, it doesn't look dumb like it did in Truth or Dare. Because in Truth or Dare, I think it's like digitally like making people's smiles look all weird and goofy. In this, people are just smiling, like with their natural face. And it looks and it looks that much more creepy because it is just a normal, just like like that, like just, just staring into the distance with this super weird, creepy grin on your face. Especially the girl. She's all over all the promotional material too. Um, but she's the first victim in the movie as well. And she's in the trailers as like the first girl who does like the smile. I don't know where they found that actress, but <laughs> she's, she's easily the one who like helps sell the movie because she has the creepiest smile and look in the entire film. Nobody tops her at all in any point of the movie with how creepy their smile looks. And, uh, and also apparently this movie has been, uh, doing some weird promotional material. Like they invited, they had a lady go to a baseball game <laughs> wearing a shirt that said smile. And she just stood there the whole game smiling creepily and just but staring in like space. She was smiling towards the, cr like she was looking down one row of like, of audience and just smiling down that row. She wasn't like they had her smiling looking at the game or like to the whole crowd. Well, eventually she did real. move and she was closer and she was just staring into the uh, at the game. So her much face so the probably hurt after that. Well, it didn't matter because security came and told her to sit down. <laughs> you, would think, she... you would think that the studio would have coordinated with the I think the, the um, oh, what the, it, what's it called? The, the stadium. What if it's just like people, you know how like clowns became a thing? What if this is a new thing where like people are just doing creepy smiles in places? No, Could it was an emotional thing. She had the uh, she had the t-shirt and everything uh, to promote the movie. But um, overall, I mean, uh, overall though, it's a really good, I would recommend Smile if you want to start out your, uh, you know, Halloween season in October early, go watch Smile. It's good. Um, and it's thoroughly creepy. I promise you, you will have a rough time sleeping, <laughs> like trying to go to sleep that night. Um, I think the only thing I, I think if I had a criticism of the movie is that the ending is extremely predictable. Like the ending you, you can see coming from a mile away if you've seen at, at least one other horror movie in your life. Um, but that, like before that though, the journey is still incredible and still really solid. Um, other than that, though, um, it's been a pretty average week. Been just chilling, working, doing stuff. That's it. about it. How are you doing, Jonathan? What's going on in your life this week? Uh, it's going well. I also watched Smile. I just watched it today. And I thought it was good as well. Um, I thought, I actually did like did really like the plot. Um, I thought the plot was strong. I thought there were a good amount of like, like the tension was amazing. Um, especially like watching this in the Dolby, um, whatever AMC theater. Um, See, you're a brave man. I watched it in normal sound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it watching it any higher I depth went, than that. <laughs> I went for the Dolby. <laughs> um, the crowd at the end of the movie, they clapped. I feel like I say that with all every single movie that I've gone to. Is it you? you go to? Is right? it you? Like, do you just have that energy that makes people want to clap around? Either that or, or Jonathan just... Uh, uh, cutting out the part where, so I started the clap, but I don't want them to know that I'm that person. So, 
maybe it's an LA thing. I don't know <laughs> that people are more likely to clap at the end of movies, but uh, people clapped and it was fun. It was fun hearing the audience's reaction to the movie too. Like with oh, the laughs, yeah. with the scares, with, with that sort of thing. Um, I thought everyone, I thought the acting aside from the, the lead actor, the lead, the lead actress, um, she was really good. I thought her acting was stellar. Everyone else's acting to me was a little subpar, but that's all right because the rest of the movie was was really good. I thought everybody was doing an okay job. I will say, yeah, the lead actress, she was doing the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everybody else did a, a pretty okay job. I would say that the um, one I'm, of the supporting characters, uh, her uh, the sister fiance. character. No, well, the, uh, the fiance too. Uh, but yeah, you know, he, I can't... I, I can't Is go against my boy Jesse boys? T. Yes, yeah, Jesse I can't T. go against Jesse T. Usher. I didn't, <laughs> All right. No, I didn't think he did a good job in this. Like, <laughs> to be fair, he's very mediocre in most Usher, everything he's in. Usher's but he's in this movie? <laughs> Wait, Usher's in this movie? No, no Jesse T. Usher. His last oh, name's Usher. <laughs> I only heard Usher. I was like, "Wait, what is happening in this movie?" This now? is the second time you've done this now because there's a time where we were talking about Halle Bailey. You're like Halle Berry. It's like no Halle Bailey. <laughs> Look, then, if you watch these videos, you will see me just stare, stare dead stare. There's a reason. I was talking about Lupita Nyong'o. Somewhere you were talking about, oh, you mean like Letitia Wright? No, Lupita Nyong'o. Why are these all black people, though? (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness, I just forget white people's name, too. I mix up the names with black people, but I forget white people's names entirely. (laughs) It's all right. I, I, I I can attest to that. You have you have forgotten white people's names. Because they're like all the same. I don't know if this one's still named Jack or not. Why are there so many people named James? Because it's a religious name. Uh, oh, that's a yeah. bullshit reason. That's the reason. Isn't actually the reason so many people are named James? Oh, he was the Probably. king. Oh, yeah. oh fuck. I did. Oh, that's a realization I didn't desire. <laughs> uh, continue. Um, but uh, uh, yeah. it's good. Like, yeah, smile. Uh, glad you liked it too. You know, smile. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Good. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to remind uh, listeners that this is not a review for Smiles. It is not. If it, it had it been, I would have. I would have watched it. But you know, <laughs> I apparently was out of the loop for that one. Uh, no, this is a review. I mean, to be fair, if if uh, if she hadn't invited me to go see it, I probably would not have watched it on my own. Um, so you know, you get it's the like, like, draw. get comfortable in your relationship, so I can start third wheeling because I did that to Lauren and Cameron at the beginning of their relationship. <laughs> my ass was with them all the fucking time. <laughs> Poor Cameron. <laughs> Uh, this is not a review of Smile, but it is a review of another uh, Halloween. Not themed... quite a horror movie, but yeah, Halloween no. themed movie. Halloween themed. Oh, for our listeners, Alex has busted out the witch hat. The witch hat. <laughs> it's it's partial because because we reviewed what? We reviewed. Oh, I didn't say the name. We reviewed. We reviewed Hocus anything. Pocus. We're reviewing currently. Oh my gosh! Time. I swear to God! I swear to God! I'm just gonna punch you, Jerome, one day, and I want. I'm apologizing ahead of time, but there's one day you're just gonna fix a sentence of mine, and I, I, it's gonna happen. I'm just. It's gonna happen. Just 
Jerome, cut this part out and say we reviewed Hocus Pocus 2 and put it at the end. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna punch anyway, you. that's what okay. we that's what we we reviewed. Okay, that's what we reviewed. Hocus Pocus two <laughs> on Disney Plus streaming now to start off our October. Uh, if this is your first time listening to one of our reviews, what we do is we first talk about our general thoughts, our non spoiler thoughts. Did we like the movie? Did we not like the movie? Then we'll give you a warning and go into all things spoilers. Now, I feel like I must start with The Woman in the Witch's Hat. That feels like it should be a movie title. The Woman That's in the Witch's Kristen Hat. Bell's newest uh, TV show. Haven't you heard? It's going to be a movie. sequel to The Woman in the House across the street from the girl who sits in the window or whatever. <laughs> uh, the Woman in the Witch's Hat. <laughs> the Woman in the Witch's Hat who drinks out of the, the cup with the cat. There's you a book. There's October a book and movie. Like, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say there's a book and movie called The Woman in the Window. Isn't that where the joke comes from? Because there was another like movie, The Woman on the Train. Mm-hmm. I think it's all the same author who does that. Which <laughs> I hear her books are not bad, but like those titles, man. Mm-hmm. It's also, you ignore my bars just now. The woman in the witch's hat who drinks out the mug and lives with the cat. All right, I'm on my Dr. Seuss shit right now. Matter of fact, Dr. Seuss is here right now. (laughs) He can confirm that I'm out here killing it. (laughs) I thought that was Freud. No, (laughs) you don't see the small cat in the hat book he's holding. (laughs) No, Jerome. Have you seen that I wear these thick ass glasses? <laughs> and I still bump into stuff? For the audience reference, I'm holding a Funko Pop of Dr. Seuss that I have had for a long time now. And uh, he sits on my TV stand and watches me watch She Hulk. So <laughs> that's his new job. And for right a reference, now. he kind of looks like Sigmund Freud, too. <laughs> I don't think I ever knew what Dr. Seuss really looked like, but that looks like Sigmund Freud. Yeah, me neither. Anyway. Um, Alex, <laughs> what are your overall thoughts of Hocus Pocus 2? I enjoyed it, if you can't tell. Uh, really, no, it was a lot more fun than I was anticipating. I kind of thought the story would be, would almost mimic the, the same story. How they do that sometimes. They're like, oh, we're trying to bring it back. We're trying to, you know, create that nostalgic. But they didn't do that. They had it, they had it their own. And I really liked it. The characters I found adorable um quick quick thinking too but it didn't seem like all of a sudden they were like oh out of nowhere they were like brilliant people they were still like kids they behaved like kids in this movie and i think that's what i really liked um i also like that they did not use a lot of makeup or cgi to make the sisters look younger they didn't like try to de-age them and make them look like they had just come from the 1993 version. They looked like they had properly aged to where, you know, wherever they were. And um, it that being said, they still look great. Oh, they look amazing. Especially, um, especially Bette Midler being like 76 oh, years old. Bette Midler looks like she has not aged a day in, uh, like, will, in that makeup. She looks exactly the same as she did back in the 90s. I will lie, in the movie, she kind of looked a little bit younger at times than like Sarah Jessica Parker even. Mm-hmm. Bette Miller, she's got and she's she's good. Um, and it ends on a really sweet note, which I really like that. I think that was super nice how they did that. Um, so I yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot more and 
I probably will end up watching it again because it was so sweet and cute. And the music. You know, I don't always like Disney stuff, um, but their songs and their who's ever who whatever team they get together to work on the music man credit was due to all of them because they it's always amazing and i always get into it like <laughs> i i can't re- re- resist a disney song and i do like when they put heavy metal to it like i find a lot of artists that like remake it or cover <laughs> it and some of them just kill it man and i love it so but yeah, going not going into spoilers. I would definitely watch this movie again. It's sweet. Jerome. Oh, you're going to me. Okay. I'm looking at the IMDB right now because I wanted to get some names right. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I think this movie is Oh, cute. I didn't even say the <laughs> I didn't even say the the plot. Yeah, I just realized. I mean, well here, I'll I'll do it for you. Hocus Pocus 2 on IMDB it says that it's about three young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. Bum bum bum. Um yeah, I think this movie's cute. It's a cute movie. Uh and I don't mean to say that as an insult, but just the idea of like they capture so much of the spirit of the first one so well in this movie. I think that's, I think the biggest thing that was a legit surprise because I, I remember them talking about, I honestly forgot this movie was coming out until the trailer came out and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. They were ranking on a second one. And I forgot this movie you, was coming out until last week when Alex said, Hey, we're doing Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Even though it's on the calendar. Just because it's on the calendar doesn't mean we're reviewing it. There's a lot of things on oh, the calendar. Oh, I know. I know. We really had quick. Smile on the no. calendar, Alex, but you didn't watch that. No, really quick. Really quick. Interrupting this review or this little thing. We set up a calendar for D&D, which Jerome is the dungeon master of this. Listen. And the, th- no, no, the three women got in the calendar meeting, but the two men... Jonathan, you took forever. Oh, a couple days ago. And then Jerome, who's supposed to be the one, you know, arranging everything, last, just like yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, you know why? Because I knew I didn't have, there was no rush, all right? We haven't been able to play D&D for weeks. Because everybody keeps having plans. I I didn't have it. I had plenty of time. (laughs) Because the calendar (laughs) to figure out who has planned, which I did. I had a date that we were not available, and I put in next D&D day. So... Alex, I love how you were in that wish had like a pimp. (laughs) It's sliding because of the headphones. But you know what? It's working for what I'm saying. Now go on and finish your review. Um, But yeah, this movie is uh, solid um, as far as just tone, atmosphere. It just, it's, it's very, I wouldn't say it's like childish i think there is some uh, mature stuff in here still which is uh, half of the charm of the first one too especially the virgin thing i'm like i remember that being a big thing in the first movie where they keep mentioning that they keep mentioning uh because there's a whole running joke where his little sister keeps being like he's a virgin it's just like if you're 10 you don't know what that means <laughs> and yet they wrote it in this kids film uh or this family film but um this one, it it's uh, I think it's cool. I do like that we get um, uh, the main characters uh, in this are not annoying, <laughs> like because because we've right. seen this movie already of the like group of girlfriends that like one's now like one is moved on and she's doing 
uh, new things in high school, but she left behind her two other friends and they're just like, nah, we don't like her no more because she's changed. And it's just like, it's it's become an old plot at this point. Um, and they do it with any teenagers, even if it's teenage boys too, because they've been, uh, in fact, Stranger Things 4 did that with uh, Lucas's character. But, and uh, unfortunately, like, but the thing is, difference is Stranger Things 4, that's a show. So you have time to flesh that out and kind of give more detail to that. Here, it's a movie, so you have less time. And yet I feel like this movie uses its time very well to like give us the conflict, to not really focus on that too much, especially with the main characters being very focused on their own like issue, which is that we brought back the Sanderson sisters and they're gonna try and destroy the world. Um, so I think this movie does a great job of staying in the pocket of like, this is what the movie's about, but here's some subplot stuff that we're also gonna play around with. Um, also, uh, oh, let me get his name right. Cause uh, Sam Richardson, Sam Richardson, man was doing the damn thing. He was good in this movie. He was funny. He was, uh, he had presence. And I think he just, uh, overall, you could tell he was having a, like a blast filming this movie <laughs> and just having fun with it, uh, with the material. And, um, also I respect that this movie does not rely on cameos. If you have not seen this, the first Hocus Pocus, you do not need to watch it to watch this movie. You could honestly just go into this movie cold and they will give you what context you do need from that movie. And there's a few references that if you have seen the first one, you'll, you'll get, but if you haven't, you won't be missing anything. So and they weren't distracting either because, uh, there's a film we reviewed recently. I forget. I forget now. But it was like every other thing was just a reference to the older films. And I was like, I get it. I get it. Continue with the movie, please. Are you thinking of Matrix? Because Matrix Maybe. was like Matrix, that. Matrix was, yeah. I love Keanu Reeves. But yeah, I think the Matrix was like that. Where it's like, we get what you're saying. But like, oh, like everything Morpheus did. The new Morpheus did. Was like that. We're like, we get it. <laughs> World's about to end. Maybe focus on that a little more. Okay. But, um. But yeah, so that's my thoughts. Without spoiling anything, that's my general thoughts. I, I dug this movie. I think it's a great film to put on for Halloween if you're like in it, or if you want to do like a double feature one night and do a Hocus Pocus night or something, you could do like Hocus Pocus one and two back to back and you would be just like cool. Also, shout out to Tony Hale. He's not in this movie very often, but when he is, he's great. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? What are your thoughts? I will start with the good thoughts. Um, so, Bette Midler, we already gave praise to her for her youthful look uh, earlier, but she really did amazing in this movie. Um, she was like, so not youth, not only youthful in look, but youthful in just energy. She had so much energy. She was so great. You can tell she has like, the theater background to be like extravagant and and really perform. Mm -hmm. um, I loved the theatrics with um, all of the uh, all of the different like visuals and stuff. I thought it was really visually appealing. Um, I love some of the jokes in there. I loved uh, when they were uh, when they had um, uh, gotten on the brooms. And um, <laughs> and there was the broom, the Swiffer, and the uh, the Roombas. Um, I loved See, that. That one wasn't really working for me at first. What uh, I until... love the Roombas. 
I did well just because I was like, I feel like this is forced. I feel like you're trying to. That was the only one where I was like, I feel like, like trying to recreate current. the magic. Yeah, you're trying to recreate the magic of when she like picked up the vacuum from the first movie. But the thing is, like, that was cute. This feels like you were doing it because you did it in the first movie, not because it's like natural. You know what I mean? That's just my thought, though. And it was just that one. Everything else was fine with me. Well, either way, it worked for me. Um, <laughs> I do also appreciate that, like, this is very much standalone as well. Um, you can watch this. The newer generation who maybe hasn't seen Hocus Pocus, the original, can watch this uh, and get full enjoyment out of it without being confused by, okay, what are they referencing here? Um, now let's get to my other thoughts. This is on Disney Plus. They should have just gone one step further and put this as a Disney Channel original movie because that's what I was getting from this movie. <laughs> I do not appreciate. This movie did rather, look cheap. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you don't like being tricked. <laughs> it did look a little I got cheap tricked. parts. I got tricked instead of treated. There, uh, there are some parts where I was like, okay, they had a budget, and then there are other parts where it's like, dang, that was the only set, huh? <laughs> 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 and also not only that but and i've seen this with other uh reboots of movies or whatever or sequels that take place like years and years later where they bring in instead of like bringing in the original kids that were like in the original movie or like whatever they'll get like a new crop of kids and I just don't relate to that as much just because I feel like it's and I know it's probably so that kids or families or whatever who are watching it nowadays, kids are still present in the film. But I just mm -hmm. wish that it would have been more of a story of the Sanderson sisters rather than these new group of girls. Um because I feel like we didn't get the Sanderson sisters until like, I feel like 30 minutes into the movie. And I wish we would have had more of well, them you get that, from Jump. You I get know, we get the origin story. Yeah. yeah. Which I did like, and you're right. I would have liked a broader story on that because that was actually like cool because it told about the way See, Salem behaved too. I was the opposite because I like I like the Sanderson sisters, but I like them because it's, they're not overused because they are cartoon characters. They are the three stooges like in female form, because that's all they do. It's like the, you have the leader and then the other two do dumb things and then the leader smacks them around. That's it. That's the Sanderson sisters relationship, just like the Three Stooges. But the fun of the Three Stooges and why they work so well is because those episodes were short. They were very small bits. And the same thing with the Sanderson sisters. They work and people love them because they you're not oversaturated with them. If I had a whole movie with these characters, I'd be annoyed because I'm like, a, two of y'all are incompetent completely. And the third, and, and uh, uh, Bette Midler's character is the competent one, but she can't focus. Like, you know what I mean? So, so I'm like, I liked how much we got them. I was like, this is, this is good. I don't need more than what you've given me. The origin story was nice. That was a nice little extra, but this, this is as much as I need from y'all. 
<laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I wanted give me more Sanderson sisters. We waited thirty years for them. You could have given us a couple more minutes. I don't know if it's we waited for thirty years as much as it's more like they said after thirty years they said, "Hey, y'all want some more?" <laughs> and we were like, "I, I feel guess. like this has been in production for a while. <laughs> like this has been a concept for a while." I feel like. And it probably had an idea to bring it back because it was wildly successful. And like, that's True. still something that's been around. I mean, you could still go to any store and find something with Hocus Pocus and those three people. So I can see what you're saying, Jonathan. Probably like they had the idea to make a sequel, but it just never worked out until like recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to basically to wrap up my thoughts, I could have done without the new girls. I could have done without them. Dang, you just hating on the new girls? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, with that being said, do we want to go into spoilers? Let's go into spoilers. Yes. All right, Alex, you look like you have thoughts with your witch hat on. You keep saying that. Is it the, it's the hat? I don't know. I'm going to probably wear this a lot more episodes. If you can't tell, October is going to be my favorite, uh, uh, favorite season. Makes my apartment look less creepy or weird. Because <laughs> it fits in. <laughs> you you hang a couple of octopuses and monsters in Salas and suddenly you're the weird one. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, I do want to say, so apparently there was like, I remember hearing about this months ago. Apparently there was drama between Sarah Jessica Parker and the and Bette Midler and Kathy Najimy. Um, hmm. Like, I don't know what it was, but apparently there was drama between them. I don't think it was as bad as uh, Don't Worry Darling, but apparently there was drama between them. Nobody spit on anybody. Um, I can see that. They're Dude. both, they're both, they're, well, they're all high, high. Yeah, at this point, they actors. all have decorated careers now. Yeah. All three I of them. I mean, from like starting in the 80s to now. So I could see tension rising between having such big stars on set. Absolutely. Um, but Don't Worry Darling, none of them really. <laughs> Y'all don't have that. You don't have like Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathleen James like reach just yet. I think Florence Pugh will get there, but like, nah, this, this, I mean, I Florence Pugh, like, you could, one could say she's already there. I mean, now that she's in Marvel, she's everywhere. Like, there's nobody who has not seen her face in like, in most I, countries. I say she's I, still I, a rising star, though. Yeah. Cause that could, she, just because you've been in Marvel doesn't like guarantee success in I mean, other that's, films. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, Chris Hemsworth, I, I, is, Chris Hemsworth it took I, him a while to get to where he is now, where he's like actually being used as a leading man and more stuff um, after being in Thor. I agree. Yeah. And it, it's just um, Florence Pugh, I think she will eventually get there. But these women have a an amazing career behind them. So much experience dealing with everything in you know, this industry. And like I said, I love that they did not de-age them they didn't use cgi they i think going on talking about the budget you could tell yes that some of those things were like <laughs> like when they were driving the trolley that was like oh yeah that's definitely a fake trolley and a green screen y'all didn't like do your best to cover that i could see like some attempt but y'all you, you just kind of accepted what was there. funny enough did uh i wanted to ask you while we're talking about the budget did you guys notice that they where they filmed this like filmed the halloween parade at in in Halloween Town, did they mm -hmm. film it in Halloween Town? They filmed I was it like, like I, behind I was the like, thing. I I saw the 
the hall. I was like, oh snap, that's Halloween Town. Oh they man, I gotta rewatch it, it. I didn't. I know I didn't notice that. I recognized um, it because I was like, we were there. I know where they. I know exactly where they are. <laughs> was it the? Was it the? Um, the uh, gazebo. Mm-hmm. The specific square that we were at for mm-hmm. the Halloween Town um, thing in Oregon. Because I because fi- I noticed it too, but I'm like. No, they probably filmed this uh, on a lot on like oh, Warner Brothers cool. or Disney so or like, like somewhere. Action. But so they were in Oregon. I could have stalked them. Um, but <laughs> I, I think the low budget almost helped keep it more like real to the to the nineteen ninety three version because you see all these remakes now. They or like even reboots. They use they rely so heavily on CGI to make it look clean now to make the monsters look more real. Blah blah blah. You can even see it with like it when they remade it. I loved what they did, but at the same time, you can tell they were like, "We have money now. We have CGI. Let's do all these insane, crazy monsters that like were clearly like, yeah, I can see wanting it to be real, but everything still looks very digital." This little budget helped keep it like a little real, and so a lot more <laughs> stuff was like, "Okay, they had to magical. use practical they utilized rather space, than like CGI." Yeah. Yeah. Like with the trolley, they didn't try to do the CGI with that. They're like, the kids are like behind a green screen. It's it's very simple. It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I'm sorry, this is a bit off topic, but this is another thing I also watched this week that I totally forgot about because it's a forgettable movie is uh, the uh, sci-fi horror movie Margot. And uh, I only think about that because the, the plot of that movie is that it's a smart house trying to kill people. But the CG in that movie is so bad like like there's a part where it has like tentacle arms and i was like is this a sequel to smart house because like because literally the tentacles look the exact same i was just like i remember smart house i remember those tentacles these look exactly the same as smart house they were repurposed um for younger (laughs) listeners smart house was another disney channel movie uh back from the early 2000s it was not great bringing it full circle um creepy but uh, anyway, back to Hocus Pocus. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, like which also thinking about the 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 budget. Yeah. So the thing about the <laughs> the thing about the the Swiffer and the Roombas. I think it is cool that the Roombas did come back into the plot, though. That it wasn't because the vacuum was just a vacuum. Like they never use it for anything else in the first movie other than to fly. So it's just a costume piece. But here it's like she's flying on the Roombas and I was like, oh, that looks for a it looks kind of dumb because clearly she's just standing on Roombas that are standing on a green screen. And so she's just wobbling like she's trying to fly and it looks bad. Um, But then it's like the Roombas come and like get them out of the salt circle. And I was like, "Okay, cool. That's really neat. Like that. They actually uh, put it in the plot and it makes sense. Um, But at the same time, I was like, I love the Roombas. I love it because the guy was like, oh, it has a mind of their own. Roombas are known for that. People are warned, hey, you have to prepare your house for a Roomba. My mom has a Roomba and she's like, I've lost it. I don't know where it went. I'm like, how do you lose a Roomba? She's like, I don't know. It disappeared and we can't track them. So like the whole thing that Roombas. Was it you I was talking to that... um I was, was I talking to you about a Roomba? Cause yeah, I said, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was thinking had, of getting one and you said that like it it, it picked up it, something. Yeah. Un, it picked up. Uh, it was my old boss. She had a Roomba and her cat pooped on the floor and the Roomba picked up that poop and then spread it everywhere. <laughs> but I do like that she tried to start treating them like pets because she's like, come here, my girls. 
And the Roombas are following them and they're feeding them their dirt. I was like, that's actually kind of cute. And that's something I would definitely do to a Roomba. I would definitely get attached. Um, but I think that was like, yeah, cute. Like, I thought I enjoyed it. I thought it was cute. And I thought it was really funny. The Swiffer. I was not a fan of the Swiffer thing. That's what I mean. I'm like, I feel like that wasn't necessary. I feel like you should. And if you want to redo the bit, have it where those two get brooms and she gets the Roombas if you ha- absolutely want to use the Roombas. Because that's let's the be joke. Honest. Walgreens and Swiffers was definitely a product placement. That's why she got a Swiffer. Walgreens, the way especially, they lobbed it down. Yeah, the, the way she like sees Wal, like when they're like, "We're this here's where we're going." <gasps> Walgreens, and it's like full view Walgreens. I was like, "God dang, Walgreens must have paid them a mint for this." Because, <laughs> and then they go in, and I'm like, "That is exactly how Walmart and Walgreens are designed." So they filmed this in a Walgreens, or either that or remade one. Either way. <laughs> They probably filmed it in a Walgreens. Yeah, right. that was crazy to I me. I think they had to have filmed it in a Walgreens because you cannot get that Walgreens lighting anywhere else. <laughs> you cannot. Like, they, when they made that joke, that I'm like, harsh, yes. fluorescent lighting. It's mm. weird because it's, it's blue and yellow at the same time in certain areas. <laughs> that light, like, fluctuates where depending on where you stand. I love going to the Walgreens by me. Walgreens gets shady, though. I had to switch pharmacies because they kept like messing things up on oh, my I only go to one specific Walgreens and it is far away from, it's 50 minutes away from me and I got to pass two other Walgreens to get there, but damn it, that's the Walgreens I trust. <laughs> you go to my Walgreens? No. I, oh, okay, because I don't trust my Walgreens. Right next to it is this like um, building that was abandoned and there's like, like every other week it changes from like there's homeless people to for a while there was a good goodwill donation area now there's doing some weird construction but now everybody's gone again i don't know what's happening there but this walgreens always has stuff i want and there's always these really cool people working there and they're like just really chill so i I deal with it (laughs) uh sometimes i do have to sprint from like my car to the entrance because it like i said it does get a little shady but i like it um, but Walgreens definitely was product placement like to the <laughs> furthest degree in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was not even like you're all trying to hide it or be coy. No. You did mm-hmm. like a whole frontal view, shining light and everything. <laughs> I uh I was just waiting for the Credence Clear <laughs> Clearwater revival to <laughs> music start playing. The second they saw the Walgreens like down on the corner <laughs> out there in the street. Yes, uh, that's exactly what would have played. Remember those Walgreens <laughs> commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers. Have I ever Walgreens seen a Walgreens commercial? Um, at least I think that no. was Walgreens. I'm pretty sure if it wasn't Walgreens, comment below. Tell me if uh, <laughs> Credence was playing in all those Walgreens commercials back in the day. Um, uh, unlike Jonathan, though, I did like the girls. I thought they were cool. Um, I just, I think, I think the only thing is that is that they don't. I will give you this though: the girls don't have the same staying power as the cat as the you know, our avatar characters in Hocus Pocus 1, where there's like, cause you know, I remember the virgin thing, like with his little sister, I forget, I think his name is Stan or whatever. Um, but it's like, I remember their adventures together. I don't know if I'll remember these girls adventures because they didn't really stand out. Like uh, I would, I would say they do, they do a good job. And I think they're good in the movie with what uh, with the material they're given, but they don't really give them anything to make them like just as memorable as the Sanderson sisters, like they did in the first movie, where you like you remember the Sanderson sisters, but you also remember some of the exploits of the teenagers too, because they go do some wacky stuff. 
you know, they talk to a cat. They have a zombie come up, like with uh, Billy Butcherson when he's in the first movie. Like they do stuff that's wacky and crazy, just like the Sanderson sisters. Here, all the wacky, crazy stuff other people do. <laughs> and then and then the girls just show up and then, then that's kind of it. Cause it's like Sam Richardson finds Billy Butcherson. Tony Hale has like a whole adventure to himself, just trying mm-hmm. to get this candy apple. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's why for me, all of the different stories, I wish they would have, they kind of, I guess, came together at the end just because I guess like everybody happened to be at the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I felt like all the all of the different stories were a little bit too disconnected for me. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I can see I, that. I liked Izzy, the uh, the who was like the best friend who was kind of in the middle. I really liked her. I th- she was my favorite. She was cool. She was very informative, and I was kind of like sad she was almost not the main character because I, I like because I was the like main character. I could, yes and no because I was like oh they kind of made her the funny friend and like the funny friend or the secondary character is the one who's usually the one getting people out of actual situations but credit's always due to the main character because they're the final one standing against like the big boss but it's like everything leading up to it was her she's the one who took the herbs and stuff she's the one that kept saying we need to try this at least she's the one that kept going like this is an option and but then she don't like, have okay, the I guess. powers Alex she ain't got That's the it. magic. That's why she's not the main character because she doesn't. Have, she has all the other knowledge and all the other efforts, and she does everything else. But she doesn't have the power in the end. She don't have which the is force. Like, I think what you were saying earlier. Shut up. I think what you were saying earlier about um, how they didn't withhold that like teenage drama or like they were easily to reconnect. It was because they kept in a shorter uh, time frame. Yeah. a lot of stories about teenagers uh, disconnecting are like, yeah, we're not friends. As soon as we enter high school, you ditched us, but they're already like seniors in high school. Yeah, this you get bodies, like, bodies, bodies, basically, yes. Yeah, but then you have these kids that are like, it's been four months. And like, I could see slowly drifting from somebody in like four months, but still wanting to be their friends. So at least it's like awkwardness. Because mm. you can see at the very beginning that they're still trying. They're still trying to be friends. And it's like, well, why didn't you invite her? If she has an open invitation. She still wants to come. Yeah, but things got weird. She doesn't know that she still has this open invitation. Like nobody, everybody thinks everybody's holding off, but nobody's extending any branches. But it's like, well, you extend one. No, you extend one. That so, did make I, me I, laugh. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say that did make me laugh that her because I thought that, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm just, I'm, I'm a guy thinking as a guy but it's just when mike is like because <laughs> i've met guys that that is how they think where he's like oh i i never make fun of you guys she's like all i all i ever do is like talk about taunt you for your flaws they're like yeah that's making fun of us oh my god i have so many apologies <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh because i was like i know guys like that who are that ob- oblivious mm. they they honestly think they are being friendly by making fun of you, yeah, like the like, like the person bully. who's the person who's always yeah the person who's always like um, being like rude, but in like they they think it's a joking manner, but like yeah, it's 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 just rudeness. And then if somebody calls them out on it, they're like, wait, where did this come from? Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually knew like that a guy in high school, and when I confronted him about it, he's like, oh no, I was genuinely interested about like. What I was asking you about. I'm like, dude, why'd you approach it that way? He's like, I don't know. 
I'm still kind of friends with him. I see him on Instagram and stuff. He's actually like a pretty nice guy. But yeah, it's it's oblivious where uh, obliviousness where they're just like, oh, I think this is how I make friends. It's like I don't have great social cues either. But even I noticed that's not a good thing. Um, but I did like how they didn't make him like a, the actual bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mike is None actually th- just a, a normal dumb jock. <laughs> he was just an idiot. <laughs> and they did end up being like, "Well, fuck you." In the end, they were like, "All right, you're just an idiot." Then we can, we can kind of, we can accept that more. It's okay. <laughs> he um, likes social grace. That's all. Yeah, like that's kind of why you all hang out with that. Okay, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> we understand a little bit now. Um, the, so the kids, I I did enjoy them. I think they were adorable, and I think mm. their relationship felt more genuine. They weren't like, they didn't hate on each other. They were all kind of like, yeah, we're, there's changing stuff. We're not blaming you for changing, but like, we're changing and you're not changing the same way we're changing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't insult anybody. They didn't like go like, well, you know, you became an airhead or something. They also didn't like change Cassie's style too much either because you always see like, an old photo and then the look of them now is all dramatic and changed and stuff it's like no this is like a normal transition that happens in high school sometimes you just you know well no you change i mean it's a good thing mm-hmm. um i do want to talk about sam richardson as gilbert i love that man that was so he was funny in everything i in the every scene he was in he, he was did great an amazing job i agree i and it's a show i haven't finished watching i only watched like Five episodes, I think. I need to go back to it. Um, he's in the after party on Apple TV Plus. Um, oh yeah, he's the great Tiffany Haddish, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's he's great in that. Yeah. Okay. I gotta start watching Apple TV. Um, Gil, his he plays a character called Gilbert for anybody who hasn't watched it yet or just listening for spoilers. And he is the main reason the sisters actually come back because he developed. He was back in 1993. He saw the witches when they died. So he wanted to revive them. He got the black candle, worked with the book um, to create a new black candle and had them light it. And I do love that scene when they come back and he's like, well, it had to be you guys. And they're like, well, why didn't you light the candle? And he just kind of looks at them like, why do you think I couldn't light the candle? And then they're like, oh, oh, that's disgusting. We didn't want to think about that. No. I thought that was like a really cute scene to put into. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, just so y'all know, uh, Gilbert be getting some. That's all I'm saying. He <laughs> <laughs> been in these streets. That's right. And in the sheets. Anyway. They don't I'm call sorry. me that. Gilbert for nothing, baby. You know how it is. <laughs> the magic stay flowing. wasn't one for the streets and sheets thing. I wouldn't have for that, Jonathan. <laughs> Good lord. I don't, uh, I don't even know to go from there. I, I was going to say that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, real quick. I was just going to say that. Um, shout out to Adam Shankman, who directed this. He directed Hairspray, a movie that I love. Um, and he's also going to direct Disenchanted, the sequel to Enchanted as well. I feel like Disenchanted is going to be a lot like Little Mermaid too. Yeah, me too. I'm not. I don't have a lot of faith in disenchanted. Not less superior. Just look at the superior, but that the child wants to go back to the fairy world. Oh, for me, I'm, I'm the less superior one. Where I'm like, I, I. This does not look as good as the first one at all. 
Um, when is it coming out? But it could surprise November. me. November. I don't know. I didn't have faith in Smile either, and that was a legitimately full surprise. Yeah, so. you should talk it when I was like, I want to go. My Rudolph. But I need new friends who will go with me. I don't have to third wheel anymore, I guess. <laughs> Unless it's being released on Disney Plus. We can still Disney go, Plus. Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be released on no, Disney Plus. It's fine. I'll find some other couple to bother. <laughs> um, D- Disenchanted is getting released on Disney Plus. Oh, wow. really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I mean, yeah. I bet. <laughs> that, that feels. I feel like the more legit Disney's like, look, we ain't gonna put out money or a huge marketing budget for this to get this in theaters to make no money. Nah. <laughs> at, least they, at least they figured it out. I mean, like, a lot of studios are still doing that where they're like, oh, theaters are open. We're gonna put out in theaters. We're gonna do everything. It's like, dude, this movie would have gotten more money had you just straight up streamed it to people. They would have <laughs> bought the they would have bought the service for the month just to watch it. But you wanted to do this, you wanted it in theaters, and you just see it bomb. And I feel like nowadays with people getting like the passes for the different theaters, I feel like numbers are skewed anyways. Yeah. Um, Was anyone else getting like Freddie Mercury from Bohemian Rhapsody vibes with uh, the young Rena Fred character when she has her teeth? Because that's what I was getting. Cause the, cause I was no. like, y'all did her wrong with this teeth, with the, with these fake teeth. They were not, they could not have been that big when she was that young. Come on now, like when she's an adult, sure, I'll believe that. Not when she's a child. <laughs> I don't know when your teeth are like warped as a kid. They're they're warped. I was prepared for her to start building the dam in a river somewhere <laughs> with those beaver teeth. Not the dam. <laughs> damn. Oh like, like they were they were ridiculous. <laughs> I love the story that they had at the beginning. It was so sweet. It was sweet. Um, that she like fought to keep her sisters and the whole, you know, with the whole Salem witch trials and everything. I like that they didn't call them witches at the beginning. They were like, you're just, you know, you don't you have parents. You're just lost. Either follow, you know, what we're saying or we're just going to exile you. I don't like that they didn't really be like, you're witches or things like that. They went into... The Forbidden Forest. And that was a cool thing to have. That was a cool little backstory with the Forbidden Forest because it shows how they were introduced. I'm trying to find it sh- her it's name. It's a good way to... Uh, her name is... Han- Hannah Waddingham, who played the witch mother. Um, yes, she's on uh, Ted Lasso. Yeah, she is. I, I oh. Now looking at her picture, I, I seeing her with the short hair, she is from Ted Lasso. I've ne- I didn't rec- I didn't was, recognize her with the long hair. I figure oh. out where I was seeing her, yeah. That's when I, I like, first recognized her, for, and I haven't even watched Ted Lasso. I just know I've, I've seen a couple a- episodes. It's a weird show. I'm like trying to get I've seen some clips. Um, but it's like kind of dry. I, I like the, from the clips I've seen so far, I'm like, this is right up my alley. If I had an Apple um, TV account, I'd watch it. I think it'd be, I think I'd like it. I gave you my account. No, you didn't. You gave me your Disney yeah, Plus. She, no, she she gave us our, she she put it in the chat. Jonathan, okay. what, are you, what are you watching Apple TV with? Yeah, well, I'm not watching it right now because I don't, because didn't you, you get account, rid of it for right? a second? Huh? Didn't you no. get rid of it for a second? Oh, oh, it's still, oh, maybe I just haven't been able to If you have it on your, I'll um, resend it to you. You can watch anyway, it. Okay, thanks. Um, I, but yeah, I that's, only, that's what I, that's, that's how I watched the after party with Alex's login. I only wanted to find her name because uh, this movie also does a great job of setting up uh, a possible sequel. And I think they're leaving it open that way in case this does well. Because um, I feel like the, the uh, Bette Midler 
Kathy Najimy and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker probably are, would be interested to do another one um, because they they leave off with the after credit scene where they have the they, there's a second black candle they have um, or black flame candle so they can do it that way or also when the girls are walking home uh, from their adventure the witch mother and bird form is following them so I think if they do a sequel we might see that character again like pop up um because becca's a witch so you know it's like or they could just do a spinoff movie i don't know but there's like i think it's cool that they left some options i really yeah the fact that you said like it hits me now i'm like yeah because i watched it i was like who are you i literally finished it right before we jumped on here like seconds (laughs) um and it is fresh in your mind it's there uh, I really liked I really liked that character and how they she was originally just gonna eat them and she's like oh now there's magic in you I should uh probably help with that and <laughs> it shows the story of book too his origin story which what they did with book in this film was so fucking cute and I loved it and they made it more human mm-hmm. and I'm not going to lie I put a lot of personality and you know energy into my books. I treat them like almost people at times where I'm like, don't touch it. It doesn't like that. <laughs> I'm like, don't don't rip its pages. It's going to hurt it. Um, and the fact that they gave him so much personality and then they made it. The eye showed so much more emotion when he felt, when the book felt betrayed because she decided to cast the all-powerful spell. Like, it broke my heart because he was just like, oh, you you broke a promise to me. And then when he chose the girls instead, being like, oh, if you don't want me, if you don't want to listen to me, I'll go to the new people. And it just, it was just one of the cutest things I thought in the film. Cause I was like, here's a book that was, and when she was looking, uh, or in the earlier or middle part of the movie, when they're like, we have to find book, the, the young girls, and they were looking for him and he's on the bookshelf. He's going like, <laughs> the fact that he's like trying to tighten his eyes, be like, don't see me don't see me don't see me it was like hilarious and they all did this with just one eye they showed so much emotion i don't know whose eye that was but they're fantastic they <laughs> showed fantastic so much eye eye yeah let's yeah. see if they're they on this imdb i don't IMDb. think you'll find somebody who's credited as book i could probably just google and just be like who whose eye was that for book and uh probably I'm find fairly they have to be an actor. Just, have- i'm fairly certain that was cg actually I don't think it was a person. No, I think they actually used somebody's eye. That was too much emotion. That had to be somebody's eye. That was too much feeling. I mean, you can see, you can mocap an eye. <laughs> that I'm saying there was too much feeling in that eye for it to be CGI. That's what I mean. You like, you can mocap. I know. Eyes, I get you can you know, mocap so. an eye. I know they do it a lot in films. That's why I praise this film for not using CGI too much. <laughs> But I feel like also it's just cheaper to get somebody's eye, like even a stage members, be like, hey, can you look directly into the camera for like a minute? <laughs> can you like hold your eye shut? Um, so the fact that they gave Book so much personality in this film, they made him a character of his own. Because in the first 1993, she calls for Book and she's showing so much love and affection towards Book. And you can see Book trying not to, trying to get back to her all this time. And then when you get it introduced in the beginning, you just see it like, oh, it's like her companion. He's bonded. The book has bonded with her as she has bonded with it. And I think it's really cool how they showed that bond this time in the film. And how even though 
originally she was going to be like, oh, I'm doing the spot on Kara Judah. She was, the book was still like wanting to protect her and still wanting to stay out of the young girl's hands at the risk of, you know, them hurting them in the end. Um, and I also liked how at the end, the book gave him that spell to allow Winifred to go back to her sisters. I can't find any, we can't find anything that says like how they did it. (laughs) But looking at pictures, it looks CG to me. So I, and I, I can believe that they could do it CG wise because it'd probably be cheaper and easier because that's a small CG thing. That's not like anything that's huge to do. Um, Wouldn't it be cheaper to just hire somebody for a day to just yeah, like, go like that with their a eye. PA. They could just use a PA <laughs> and be like, stick an eye. I don't know why. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at, I think this is the Japanese poster for Hocus Pocus 2. I don't know why I'm getting like Power Rangers vibes from this. Look at this. <laughs> Either that or Sailor Moon vibes. But either Sailor way. Moon. <laughs> I can see Sailor Moon. Uh, I also that is, love- it's kind of a cool picture though. Uh, for the, for the uh, audio listeners, it's basically three silhouettes of the witches with like their respective colors shining past them. So green, orange, and blue. You know, just you know what you need to do, audience. All right, Which, if you're if you're missing out on these visuals, you know what you need to do. You need to stop on by to the YouTube channel at the First Ones to Die, so you can see the video version of this episode, and not just this one, all of our episodes, because we record them all just for you, and you can see our three lovely faces. So there you go, shameless plug accomplished. That part, that part. Which speaking of going to, back to the silhouettes, uh, I appreciate that they kept that. Every time they entered, they you would see their silhouettes and they would be like doing their different poses and everything. I really like that. It 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 That's brought why I the uh, agreed with the Sailor Moon thing because they all have their poses too. Music in this is good too. Um, they think of their poses and stuff like their performance. Also, shout out! It's cool that they had like a drag competition in this for Hocus Pocus. Um, oh, it's a which I was looking in. Yeah. Apparently, they apparently. Uh, the uh like the sanderson sisters uh drag queens that they used are all from rupaul's drag race cool oh cool i it was a it was actually a costume contest it wasn't just a drag contest they had pretty much everybody (laughs) in drag though uh except for the one one trio that did win we're all women well that's what i assumed Um, that's why i assumed it was drag because the sanderson sisters looks are often used in drag um stuff kind of like how Cher has like Cher's visage has been used in drag for um for a lot of times so I thought that's why I thought it was a drag competition because there was drag uh elements to everyone's I costume so of the Sanderson sisters even those who weren't drag the winners. yeah it, well that's why when I saw the winners I was like oh this is just a regular costume contest because they were just young women in like sexy versions of their outfits. Like, That's true. Sexy. When they won, I was just like, "What? The? First of all, y'all costumes ain't even correct. It was just all this sexy Sanderson sisters look y'all got y'all got on." Like, uh, uh, but that was I love the town. The town was really nice, and the mayor uh, Tony. Sorry, Tony. Tony Hale. Hale. Yeah. See, like people's names. Um, Tony Hale is is super funny. I like the amount that they used him. I think they used him a good amount. Mm-hmm. They didn't 
tried to have them constantly going after him or anything. And he was just like, you know what? And even though he was like upset with his daughter for throwing that party, he was like, you know what? I'm going to bed at this point. Do whatever you want. I'm just <laughs> going to bed. I want to buy candy apple. I was, he's like, I'm mad at you all, but I still, for some reason, trust you all to just do what you want to do. And Not like, gonna lie. Those, yeah. those candy apples look good. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a oh. candy apple in Neither since I. I was maybe like 10. I haven't had one in years. Uh, I get one every year. But it looked, I mean, but she was doing it because I'm like, there's candied apples you, where it's just you just dip it in the candy. This lady was out here putting chocolate with sprinkles and stuff. I was like, these aren't these aren't candied apples. These are works of art. All right. Have <laughs> like, you ever I, seen candy apples like that? No, I've never seen them that elaborate before. No, the most I've, I've seen is like candied apples seen? where it's either chocolate with the nuts or like the regular like you know like uh, the um sticky candy they do on most normal candy do you guys like oreos and the m&ms on them do you guys remember do you guys remember those lollipops that would be like a candy apple lollipop and it would have the caramel over like the green candy oh yeah i'm pretty sure that's where i have some of those cavities (laughs) because you would because they were like fine and then you like suck on them for like maybe a couple like a minute or two and then they would just hard like you would bite you would like put them near your tooth and they get stuck those things mm-hmm. would just get stuck everywhere because it's just like caramel so mm-hmm. but hearing tony hale scream i couldn't help but also hear dr psycho in his voice every time he kept talking <laughs> from harley quinn because that's a uh... and that and then i think he does another cartoon uh currently oh and uh bird girl um because he, he's just a good voice actor, too. But every time he, he screams, is. I'm like, I hear, like, all, I, all I see is Dr. Psycho from Harley Quinn. I see Buster from uh, Arrested Development. When he behaves, when he, like, screams or is overly dramatic about something, I'm like, oh, it's Buster from Arrested <laughs> Development. But, yeah, Tony Hell, I think he was really good in this film. I don't think they overused him. They used him just enough. And I do appreciate that they didn't make him evil for a minute, for a split second. I'm going to be like, oh, when they see him, they're going to be like, oh, it's the Reverend again. Or the Reverend's actually been cursed to, like, live as long as they have. Um, but immediately when Fred's like, that's not the Reverend, you idiot. That's the his bloodline. They look alike. It's blood. So I was like, oh, okay, they're not going to, like, force this, like, new storyline at us right in the middle be like yes i was evil all along it's like no he's actually just a really nice guy who comes from a shitty bloodline which i can get mm-hmm. um and it's just i do appreciate how i know where i come from um and i do appreciate that that they just made him like in the end he was just a mayor and he just like wanted to celebrate halloween despite you know what happened centuries ago and what his ancestors did um but yeah, definitely Tony Hale, uh, who's one of my favorite characters, and just also I like what they did with Billy Butcherson's story too, where they brought it up and he's like, "We kissed once, all right, that's it." People need to stop saying I was her betrothed, her lover, all this stuff. We didn't date, <laughs> we weren't together. And at the end, Gil- Gil- Gilbert Gilbert was like, "Yeah, I'll correct the story for you." And I was like, "Oh, he finally gets his real story." Because that was like a thing back in the 1993 movies where he's like, no, we weren't together. I wasn't her lover. And she just cursed me because of that. <laughs> and I do like that they kept that bit as well when he gets his head removed and his body's just like, oh, oh damn it. Oh, where, where is it? 
Where is it? I don't know why, but I really like that bit in movies. It's always funny to me when they, the head gets severed, but it's like the body and the head are different. But the moment mm-hmm. they're together, it's the same. Mm-hmm. I, I do like that bit. I'm glad they got Doug Jones back to do that, too. Um, mm-hmm. Which Doug Jones, incredible. Man's just awesome at what he does. He, yeah, he still felt like Billy Butcherson. He didn't try to change the character. He knew what the character was. I did think it was sad. I don't know. I, it made me sad that he was still conscious. For 29 years, he was just in his grave. Just He's buried. like, yeah. That's got to be depressing. He's like, yeah, nobody ever uh, questioned or, you know, I've just been hanging out there for 29 years. I feel like. No, he asked, like, what year is it? Yeah, I feel like, you know, you could just, you just find stuff to do. You just be down there. Just thinking about like you know your life, just self reflecting, just being like, man, you just chilly, like. Uh, but at, at a certain point, you run out of stuff to self reflect on. I feel like maybe, maybe he just maybe he goes up every now and again. You know, we don't know the life of Billy Butcherson. Maybe he gets up and he just goes and walks the neighborhood sometimes. You know what? Nobody was surprised to see him. Maybe he comes out every Halloween and he's just like, yeah. I mean, that's action. true. No one would know the difference. You just show up. And they'd just be like, man, Billy Butcherson again? You be killing it with the costume, though. We got to give you that. Hmm. Like, nobody can beat you. Uh, what's your name? Billy Butcherson. Okay. Dedicated to character. I respect that. I appreciate it. <laughs> just no, no one picks up on it. Uh, it was also cool that they didn't focus too much on modern technology. Like, in the first movie, they kept getting like, oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? This one, they kind of just accepted everything with like the sign doors. They're like, oh, they open because she's powerful. And then like even the car, they're like, oh, no. Oh, it's it's a small bus. It's fine. <laughs> Which I, always, I, I always do like that fish out of water trope. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie, The Little Vampire? From like the yes, early yeah, with the kid it. from uh, with Stuart Little. Stuart Little. <laughs> yeah, and, I've never um, watched it. I've seen and the post. Jerry, never watched what's, it. what's the Tom Cruise movie? Jerry, uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Um, and the vampire is like, I don't remember the plot of the movie. I just remember I watched it a lot. I remember. As a kid. Don't ask me plot details. I don't remember the plot of that movie. I just remember the movie because I remember that kid. He was every that uh, kid was everywhere. He's in like Mike. He was in Stuart Little. He was. <laughs> It's uh-huh. in everything. Out, where is he these days? Yeah, I'm gonna look that up while, you, while, we're, while we're just talking. I don't know. I just remember his name was Jonathan. He didn't age well. <laughs> Are you still looking him up right now? No, I've seen him. He did not age uh-huh. well. <laughs> I've seen what he looks like. Um, but in that movie, it's a similar situation. Well, he like befriends the vampire or whatever, and then like brings him to his world or whatever. Um, and I remember. He's like, what is the vampire is like, what is this? And he's like, it's a Game Boy, duh. And the vampire's like, a Game Boy, duh. That's an interesting name. Oh, Jonathan Lipnicki. That's his name. Oh, that's, that's Jonathan right. Lipnicki. Uh-huh. I always forget what his name is. My bad. Yeah, he's got the the he's got like the criminal look now. Like he could totally like play like as like a play a bad guy. Yeah, like bad guys. Yeah. Uh I get what you mean. Sometimes I like the fish out of water trope here and there, but sometimes it's just annoying to me because it's like I get everything's new to you, but at the same time, like we need to like move forward. I did like the no, no nonsense in this film at times, where at the beginning when they were stuck in the the dungeon, 
she was like, what? You think this is going to help us? And she's like, I'm sorry. Did you miss the part where the candle resurrected the three witches? You're trying to say the pottery, the potpourri won't work. And she's like, all right, you got a point. And like, yeah, put your hands over it. <laughs> so, like, they did a lot of that in this film. They're like, well, what makes you think this would work? Again, this is how the night's going. And you really want to try to question me about shit that you think sounds ridiculous? Like a book is blinking at us right now that you're holding. Maybe <laughs> listen to me. All right. So they do a lot of that. And then like even the three witches were like, I don't know what's going on, but we need to move forward. We're, we're going to die again. <laughs> um, I do Yet they have time for a, a song and dance, though. <laughs> There's always time for a song and dance. Oh, that was cool that they pointed that out, though. When the, first, when the sisters first resurrect. Mm-hmm. The girls are watching and they're like, who are they performing for? Because they're doing this song yeah, dude, and dance. this whole thing. And then she pops up behind them. It's a hardcore. <laughs> we're alive. We're alive. And they're like, who are they performing for? Why can't I stop watching them? And then I think it was um, there- Mary, the Mary one. Yeah. Jumped out behind them and was like, you we're performing for you. And it was like, it almost felt like you were being caught too, watching all this go down. So I just thought that it was a couple numbers. It was a nice cover of the bitch's back, um, but uh, the witch's back, uh, which is which is cool. I'm like, witches I'm, back. and I'm sure Elton John is proud. Like, I'm sure he's like right now he's on his final tour right now, actually, uh, which I'm sad I can't get freaking tickets for because they're too expensive. Uh, but <laughs> like, it's his final tour. He's not touring anymore after this. So I'm like, that's what they all say. They, that man needs I to I feel rest. like Elton John means it, though, because he doesn't need to anymore. The man has made way too much money well, all, for me to think fairness, that he needs to tour ever again. In all fair, a lot of those who go out of tour don't ever need the money. They just get, I think they get bored. But Elton John has had a long career as well. But and then it won't be a tour, can... it'll be a residency. If it'll just be the he's done the residencies verbiage. and like Vegas and and other casinos and stuff. Did he say? Did he say his last residency was his final residency? I don't think so. So I don't know. So there's still I think, room. Yeah, I think. The I mean, I don't think he'll fire. stop performing. I just mean tour wise, he's not going to do any more tours where he's like traveling. He needs to rest. Yeah, because that can be exhausting. Okay. A residency is easy because it's like I just got to stay in this one place. He's he's like in his. 70s 80s 70s i think like even performing on stage that's gotta be tiring like i've seen 75 wow i've seen madonna perform on stage and from what she used to do to what she does now she barely moves on stage she does these like weird little movements and it's like i can see you're trying to do what is called dancing but you are not actually dancing and i get it you're older like just how it is yep I don't expect you to do the flips and kicks of once was. World's oldest opponent. I you know, it's time. Do the flips and kicks. Undefeated. Yeah. You know who can still do the flips and kicks? Fergie. I don't. I, I don't. Have you, seen that? I, I don't <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen that Today Show performance where she's doing cartwheels while she's holding the mic and singing? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know why nobody thought that one out. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yeah because that's what it sounds it's like, like we're trying to do well, cartwheels and sing at the same time you can't do both you can either do one or the other also hold, 
holding a mic, like if it was like attached, I think it would have sounded maybe even a little bit better. But holding mm-hmm. a mic when you're doing the cartwheel, the mic is also uh-huh. going away. Like, ah. It's coming away from your mouth. So it's like the volume also got different. I, um, yeah. Uh, they didn't do crazy dancing in this film. No. They, they understood no. They understood the range. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't do a whole song. They did like pieces of songs. Which I think was the better choice because right. it's like we're not. Wasting. They started to get into it, and then we had the like uh, breaking the fourth wall, where it's like, who are they performing to? Mm-hmm. Or you- we just cut to another scene where it's like, yeah, we got things to do. <laughs> it's like we got a movie to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was there was a lack of like no like no nonsense where they're just like this way. Um, with the final scene, what did you guys think about how they ended the story? With the sisters. Well, uh, apparently there was a post-credit scene that I didn't watch. Oh, uh, the post-credit scene is literally just that the Ella is uh, the cat is walking around through the shop and then jumps on a shelf and uh, on the shelf it's on right next to it is a box that says BF Candle Number Two, and then you hear some music. That's it. So it, it's like a very subtle implication, like there's another black flame candle. Maybe we could get the sisters back. Like that was it. Yeah, because you got to think Gilbert learned from the book to make the black candle, to make another black candle. So there had to have been practice ones as well. So he's probably got a stack. Um, Yeah. But no, the final one where Winfred, Winnie finally gets her powers, but then she realizes the cost becomes the ultimate uh, witch. But she has to lose her sisters because it's that sacrifice of losing something you care about for power. Which has always been a big thing in like films with magic or films that have this ultimate power reference mm-hmm. is that you lose the thing you care about the most and it's because you know if you get ultimate power you don't have anything but the ultimate power. I mean, Thanos threw Gamora was... right off that cliff no problem and got oh, yeah. him soul Thanos. stone. So... <laughs> I was actually, I, that, that actually touched me. Like when they started disappearing, I was like, oh, and you see their reactions. That actually, I was actually kind of like touched by that. And then, and then when they got to like, you know, we don't see, I guess, the like reuniting, but. Oh, cause but you can imagine it. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the way she says sisters, like of the classic, like. It, I think they also did do their classic goodbyes they did in the first movie too, when they were disappearing. Um, I noticed Sarah Jessica Parker's one was the same where she says goodbye that way where I'm just like uh, well yeah and, and Mary goes bye bye no in the classic one they have like the light shooting out from in them kind of like it's cracking and breaking I just meant this what they more, said not how they visually oh worked. I thought you said like the way they did uh, yeah this one they had like uh, more sorrowful and there was the glittering going about um but I think it was really sweet how they did that. And even when they showed that little thing at the beginning with her sisters and how they threatened to take them away. And she's like, look, I don't care that you hate me, but don't take my sisters. Uh, the bond that they show between all the sisters and how she could have left and became the ultimate witch even when she was younger. But what mattered was keeping her sisters with her and the protection for them. And when she did this ultimate spell, she thought, yeah, I'm going to have these powers. But she didn't berate them for having their powers grew a little bit too she's like i don't care you're all powerful you're still my sisters go do what needs to be done she didn't be like why are you getting all powerful you know she didn't put on this like she didn't have anger towards them when that happened she's like great we're all powerful can you like can we get these girls and kill them um and then when she gave it up because she's like well no i i did it for my sisters it was supposed to always keep us together 
and to destroy the town that tried to rip them from me and she willingly gave them up again just to be with them i that did touch my heart a lot see i was uh with this end uh ending especially because in my head and now that i'm thinking about it uh, i was talking about this this is what maleficent should have been in my mind where it's like this because the samson sisters are the villains like they are they're trying to eat children like <laughs> you know what i mean but you don't like but they're they're villains that you understand that you you don't hate them like you and you feel for them because you you get them like yeah they do bad things but there are there's there's still people like you don't see them as just the bad guy you see them as these like three women who have who are just mischievous at times um but like their their sacrifice at the end of this movie is not for the greater good it's for one another it's uh for their family which is just as touching as if it was for the greater good um and i say this is what maleficent should have been because maleficent they didn't want to commit to doing something like that they're like no she's actually a good guy i'm like no she's not (laughs) at least she's not supposed to be i don't i don't think they explain it well enough to make her a good person they don't well they they try to I, 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 <laughs> they, sorry i think what they try to do is they did they, they did want it to seem like a warped version of the fairy tale but the thing is they didn't make melissa almost good enough or have her connection to aurora strong enough to make it seem like all right she's a bad guy but i kind of understand it she's doing it all no you were evil and i get why you were evil i understand your evilness but at the same time, I you can't really twist that well enough into I'm going to like you and think you're a good person. I can at least this story can end with like, yeah, she's evil, but like she is a good sister. And in mm-hmm. the end, she does have a good heart because of the love of her sisters. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I, I was never convinced that she was evil. I had the opposite thing from Maleficent where I was like, I was like. You're not. What evil thing have you done? All you I'm did was curse a baby. Evil. I was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, and somebody pointed out that during that time and period, there was a war between the witches and the fairies. So by the king, oh uh, well, yeah, uh, that's the agreeing se- to isn't that the second movie they they flesh that out that the uh, what of that war? Because in the first movie, they just imply it, but you oh never no no see this it. was that was way before Melissa Fint was ever. I I read that on Tumblr, and Tumblr, if anybody knows, is still oh. a thing. I didn't really so I read it in Tumblr. Somebody was like, no, there was a war and they sided with the fairies. So technically the king and queen did this to their own daughters by inviting fairies instead. So that's really their fault. Uh, I think they tried to do it in the second <laughs> one. I don't remember the second one too well. But back to Hocus Pocus. But yeah, uh, Jonathan, um, but what, what anyway, about you? Yeah. Jonathan, did you like the how it ended or the final scene? Yeah. Um, I mean, I pretty much second it. Uh, what you guys said, but by the end of the film, to be honest, I was like, okay, yeah, let's wrap this decom original uh, up. (laughs) Give your opinion and leave. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was wrapped up with a nice bow. Um, But then I was mad because I realized that there was an extra credit uh, and credit scene. It really, you did not miss anything. So just watch it on your when you're stuck in traffic for a minute, just, you know, YouTube yeah. it. Or, or even if you're going back to Disney Plus, literally just watch. Although I did like Disney Plus has a new thing where, um, does have a thing for that, where uh, if you watch the credits for a little bit, eventually a button will pop up that says skip credits. 
And that's what I hit. And it just went straight to the end credit scene. So, uh, you know, if you're watching stuff on Disney Plus, be on the lookout for uh, if the skip credits button comes up uh, for for the movies because it might help you out. I assume they put that in there, that feature in there because of all the Marvel content they have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fair. And usually when you watch something on streaming, as soon as the credits pop up, it automatically does that little timer thing that goes into watch something else in the the next next episode episode or something. So, yeah, even if there was an after credit scene, you probably wouldn't see it because it had already skipped to other content. Well, that's my indicator because most streaming services, if there is an end credits, they'll give you... Like they, that won't pop like, up because they'll, they'll be like, there's something else. So you, the credits. Mm-hmm. You can scrub through the credits and get to the after credit scene. And then after that's over, then, you know, then the timer will pop up for like next episode or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, which I have to just know. shade Peacock real quick because Peacock, <laughs> they're horrible at like, you could watch an episode of something. You could watch the full episode, get to the credits. First of all, you have to like, Sometimes, sometimes it'll pop up where it's like, go to the next episode. Sometimes it won't. But sometimes when you're watching a series on Peacock, you'll have to like, you know, when you watch a series on Netflix, you get to the credits and say you like exit, you're like done watching for the day. And then you want to go back to it. It'll automatically start on the next episode. It won't start on the credits where you left off. It'll start on the next episode because it figures, you know, you've gotten to the credits, So you've watched the whole episode. Peacock don't do that. They start you off back at the credits. So it's like, okay, now I got to fast forward through the credits and then get to the next episode. You Peacock, know what? you're dead to me. Hulu does this bullshit thing where it takes you right back to, like, because I'll do skip the credits, but it thinks I just haven't watched this, like, little part. So I'll try to play something and it fucking takes me back to this little end right before the credits. And then it's like all that, like, I'm trying to rewatch a series. It does that to all of them. And it's like, no, I wanted just to watch this episode. You have now taken me through 15 different episodes because it's that one minute and then you automatically skip. It's like, what the hell, Hulu? Um, Hulu's just like, you'll just be all high. the streaming service getting dragged right now. You know what? Fuck Netflix. <laughs> just fuck them in general. What Netflix do? Netflix is like... It's like that this. scene from uh from Fresh Prince. It's like, why are y'all yelling at me? I just sitting here eating my damn fruit. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix knows. Was, Netflix was just sitting there like the Tiffany Pollard. You should have sat there and ate your food. That's what Netflix was doing. And then you tried It knows what it's done. Uh let's do grades. Um, Jerome, you go first. Um, I think I give this movie a solid just, just B. You know, I think that's fair. Uh, because I do think the effects, the effects can be a little cheap sometimes. In fact, a lot of parts of this movie can be cheap sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I think, I think the subplots, while they were cute, uh, I do agree that they could have been a little more connected to make the movie a little more memorable with its cast that isn't the Sanderson sisters because they're the stars of this show, this movie. Every scene they're in, they steal. Um, but the positives of this movie are really good. I think the Sanderson sisters, first of all, you know, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, they are just in rare form doing it. Like they have, like I haven't skipped a beat since the last movie. They just, got right back into those roles and did a great job. Um, I think the main girls did a great job. I just wish they had stronger material. 
to like work off of. But um, for the most part, their acting wise, I think they did a pretty solid job as well. Um, I like that the movie does not hinge on you having to watch the first one. If you have, it's cool. Cause like they mentioned Thackeray at one point when they're like talking to the, the black cat and they're like, it's Thackeray. And it's like, if you watch the first movie, you're like, Thackeray's dead. <laughs> but that's a cute reference. And it makes sense because it's another black cat, just like in the first movie. Um, but that's like a, you know, blinking, you'll miss it type reference. So it's, and it doesn't affect the movie that much. And I am glad that this movie was filled with those of just these like blink and you'll miss some moments and references where you're, if you watch the first movie, it's like a nice little Easter egg to yourself. Um, yeah, overall, I think this movie was pretty solid. I think it's a nice little like family film. If you want to like get the kids together or you want to just have like a nice like Halloween movie night at your house or whatever the case may be, you can do that. And I think this movie would be pretty uh a perfect film to just put on um if they do a sequel i think it'd be interesting to see i just don't know if it if they can keep this nostalgia going for a third movie because <laughs> then it might just be a little played out that's how you get aladdin's that's how you get you know jafar's return and stuff like you start making a little one too many aladdin's and the magic starts to fade oh so i hear they're gonna make a second aladdin and i'm excited oh i heard of oh yeah I'm oh really yeah we talked about, about that last week uh-huh. yeah i'm worried about who they're gonna choose to play aladdin's dad because it was the the thousand thieves see thing, but see 40 thieves the stitches, the seams are coming apart. The movie was already mediocre the first time. They're trying to <laughs> now they're making sequels. But again, Disney is running out of sequels to make. So at this point, they're making sequels of the sequels. So <laughs> expect everybody, every single character who's ever been in a Disney film to have some sort of sequel within the next. I like, mean, Mufasa's years. getting his own movie. Mufasa, mm-hmm. like, like his life wasn't just I was a lion. That, that's his whole story, and there's nothing else past that. I mean, the guy, didn't we look like the white dude, the one white dude in Aladdin that they added as a new character? Yeah, he's getting a movie. He's getting his own movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. They're, he's they're, not even from the I original don't know. I They don't made him any. up for that movie. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, give your grade. Anyway. Go ahead. Um, I <laughs> I am probably I'm gonna have to give this. I'm wondering between a C and C plus. I'll probably give it a C, just standard average. Um, it didn't hold up to the original, but that's a heavy you know task to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fun. It was uh, visually enjoyable. It did give me Disney Channel vibes, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, I grew up on Disney Channel original movies. And I love Disney Channel original movies. This is the vibe that it gave me. Um, but uh, again, Bette Midler, uh, the, all the Sanderson sisters, they did a great job. Um, I'm glad that they all decided to come back um, regardless of any onset drama that could have happened. Uh, <laughs> And I, uh, I, the cast was great. Like the casting, I think was great. Everybody, all of the new characters, especially, fit into their role well. Um, maybe one of the reasons why uh, the the three new high school girls um, 
I, I was annoyed by is because um, I was triggered. Whitney Peake, who plays the main, the, you know, the new witch. Becca. Yeah. Becca. She uh, she is on that new Gossip Girl show, and I watched like an episode of it, mm-hmm. and I nearly bleached my eyes because of that. So maybe that is the <laughs> reason why. And that's Jonathan. That's the nice one saying it of us. Fuck. Maybe that's why I was a little triggered. So I'll give I'll give them a pass. But yeah, that's gonna be my my rating review. This is the most negative uh, we've gotten from Jonathan as far as reviews goes. <laughs> like... Wow! Like this whole episode is now throwing me off. <laughs> it's it's a new season. Is it a full moon? <laughs> the season uh i give this movie a b i think it was cute i did i forgot to mention this i did like how they kept all the color because a lot of times the sequels will get muted and it's not as colorful it's not as vibrant this kept the strong colors of the three sisters and it also kept the strong colors of halloween nothing even though it was at nighttime nothing felt too dark to be unseen and it was still vibrant and colorful. And I will give you that it reminded me of a Disney Channel movie. But that, I think that's the only reason there was so much color in this film suit. <laughs> and I do think the, almost the lack of money helped, you know, keep things more original, keep things more like creative, keep it almost. Yeah, creative. It didn't force me to be like, look, we have all this fancy CGI. We're going to do all this more insane stuff. No, it kept it like collected and controlled. And I appreciate that. Uh, I loved how it really ended with this, you know, her doing what she did for her sisters because she loved them so much. And I understand that. I have my own sister. I've talked about her many times. We mm. have a, you know, we have a weird relationship with each other at times. But, like, we would still absolutely do anything for each other. Um, I could never imagine my life without her. And so I understand, you know, that relationship in the end between her and her sisters. And they'll drive you crazy, but yeah. You, you can't be without them and this movie i think does held a solid b where it's just it's fun and it's a cute movie and you can't look that deep into this film this film has no like subtitles or or um subsurface or anything it's not hiding any secret things it's really just a sequel to hocus pocus 2 and that's it people don't need to de- deep dive into this film it is a good family halloween film that you can just sit and introduce your kids to or you know have a fun little movie night like you were saying um but i would definitely probably watch it again though try to catch anything i missed um but yeah like a solid b nice well those are our ratings for hocus pocus 2 uh did you watch hocus pocus 2 we hope you did because otherwise we just spoiled the whole movie for you but uh, if you did, let us know what you thought about it. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on any of our social medias. Uh, we're at the first ones to die. You can also like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Let us know your comments on this film there as well. And just uh, keep in touch with us. Um, if you're listening to us uh, on your favorite podcast platform, give us five stars. Give us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Um, You can follow me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. Jerome, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram as well as at Robos Media and at 
Jerome underscore the underscore show to see other creative stuff I'm working on. And of course, stay tuned for all the st other stuff you're we doing. Like I mentioned before, go on over to the YouTube channel to check out a bunch of extra content you can only get on the YouTube channel. Uh, stuff like mini reviews, book reviews, gaming content, vlogs, all types of stuff is up there for you to check out. That's also First Ones to Die centric uh, with uh, all three of our beautiful faces in various degrees on there and then also of course um we just started uh, twitch streaming as well we're gonna get more consistent with it but for right now it's just uh when we have the time to do it currently we're playing stray me and alex have been playing it together uh our last stream did not go well because <laughs> edgar our our uh, chosen name for our stray you cat, made me let that dying. cat died seven times by me <laughs> i was heartbroken I, the cat died seven times, and he looks like my Jenner. Oh, it's it was weird. Like every time I would swap with Alex, is was when the cat, when the cat was in the most danger. Oh. <laughs> side side note: Speaking of cats, the only thing that I didn't like about the movie Smile this is not a spoiler. The only thing that I did not like about the movie Smile was that the cat's it name was, was damn mustache. mustache. <laughs> Okay, I'll agree with you. That's fucking horrible. I remember because I was like, "What's the cast name?" Then when they started, "Have you seen Mustache?" I was like, "I know damn well that ain't the cast name." <laughs> y'all better be talking about somebody else. Nobody. There must be a dude around here who just got a thick ass mustache. That's why y'all call him that. Because there's no. <laughs> why would you name your cat that? <laughs> did you give your social journal? <laughs> I did. Uh, but yeah, so did, like uh, that was... be on the lookout on our uh, Instagram page as well as you know our other social medias for when we post um, about when we are streaming so that you can be on the lookout. Our uh, Twitch handle, if you just want to go straight to that, is the first ones to die plays. You can check out um, our Twitch streams when they're live there. Um, yeah, Alex, bring it on home with the witch powers. You can find me at Alex and Nobody on Instagram or on my TikTok account, where I mainly post videos of Cheddar, where he is alive and well. Um, and then you can also find me mostly at the uh, the TikTok of the first ones to die, where I post little clips and also announce where we actually what we're actually usually reviewing, because um, that's the only way it gets announced apparently. Uh, <laughs> and just come visit me there, because I also do just random stuff because I get really bored at my day job. But come give us some views, come give us some likes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we will see you next week. I don't know what we're reviewing. This time I don't have anything. Okay. <laughs> this okay. time I don't have another podcast. Now this week I got you. Now this Just week know I got it's going to be Halloween Amsterdam. content, y'all. And, oh, I mean, okay, it is going to be Amsterdam, but you know, we're going to make it all Halloweeny and spooky anyway. I know that's not a horror movie, but we're going to find a way. All right, it's October. It's I Halloween think it's, season. Isn't it like a kind of like a mystery ish, like who done it? Kind of. At least that's what it looks like from the trailer. So, but yeah. uh, so, but we'll find a way. We'll I'll, make it. I mean, Alex already has the I'll witch hat this time, and the skeleton, and the cat mug. So you know, first off, <laughs> this is just me all year round, though. By the way, so uh, <laughs> like if I wore this in March, nobody would bat an eye either. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll find a way to make it spooky. And uh, in here, because it's October, baby. And be on the lookout for when we uh, film our Halloween special this year. You know, just like last year, we had three costumes. This year, probably will have three costumes again. So you'll see. And we won't know what each other's costumes are. True. Is. We don't know what each other's going to be. So it's going to be the surprise for us, too, and you, the audience. Uh, we should hang up because I keep punching my mic. <laughs>
<laughs> we should wrap yes, this up. Yes, and I do have to go. <laughs> yep. But, uh, bye, audience. Take care. Have a great day or night and or morning. And we will see you next time. Bye. bye. <laughs>